0: Good evening, afternoon, or morning, depending on what part of the world you are in, or maybe even good night. Welcome to Black Armada Tales. My name is Josh Fox. My pronouns are he and him. I am the Game Master of tonight's session. And, with me, I have...
1: Becky Annison. pronouns she and her, playing Lieutenant Emily Loris, also known as Hellcat, Aries Playbook. Also she, her for Lieutenant Emily Loris. Could have been a bit smoother there, sorry.
2: Ed Tomlinson, we're just going to do it list-wise this time. Uh, Dr. Tobias Roy, Scorpio playbook, probably the best character and playbook in the game. Social media, fire it at me. Good luck with that. Um, Our pronouns are he and him.
3: Good morning, everybody. My name is Dick Bate. I am playing Commander Sam Buckley, the Taurus playbook, and also Captain of the Hecate. Uh, We share he, him pronouns.
4: Sue Elliott, she, her, Gemini playbook. Sonia Vega, she, her, motherfucker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And also we are playing Last Fleet, which I wrote. Let's get on with it. You feel a presence and it's like you can feel something making contact with your mind, but it's it's animal, it's basic, but it feels not hostile, Mm -hmm. not exactly friendly, but open and receptive. And you feel like you're being beckoned towards the tendril.
2: Let's go.
0: Right. See so you, you. You're speeding up. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. So, so the shuttle speeds up. Bye, everyone. My next playback will be <laughs> <laughs> the four sport fighters are marking you, and Hellcat. You can see this this tubular thing with the tendrils heading towards Hecate. You can see what's happening with Dr. Roy.
1: I'm going to open a comm to Dr. Roy.
0: Popular boy, Dr. Roy. Everyone's got you on their Rolodex. I have. Okay, I'll, I'll let it ring for a bit before I
2: answer. And then I say, Emily, this is an unexpected call. <laughs> I, th- I say very stoically, actually.
1: Doc, a lot of people I care about are on that ship. But I'm not over there protecting it because I'm here to get you. You either get back on your vector now, or I am taking out your engines and I am taking you back in. Now. I'm going to fire up my guns and target them on his engines.
0: I oh, think you are
3: 100% calling him on his shit. And I am
1: wrong. 100% calling him on his shit.
3: this I don't know if anyone noticed, but this game has one move. Only <laughs> one move. You can barely see the move it's so used.
0: There are so many other moves That you could be using
1: (laughs) Technically guys I'm not using call somebody on their shit Because I have a special for call somebody on their shit Called shotgun diplomacy Which means that it comes off my raw And not my hard What's the trigger for that? The same as calling somebody on their shit No 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 Isn't it?
0: It isn't. All of the alternate moves in my games have a subtly different trigger. Well, sometimes a really obviously different trigger, but it's never just... Okay. I think Hellcat hit it, though. Yeah, probably. I just want to know what it is.
1: By getting right up in their face and giving them your opinion with both barrels, roll raw instead of hard.
0: Good enough. I,
1: I, it, I
2: mean sh-
0: only really has one way of it, calling people on it shit. literally
2: sounded like shotgun diplomacy to me so i was i was pretty <laughs> sure it was going to pan out
0: i just didn't want anybody listening to think that i just let people have an alternate stat as a boring <laughs> upgrade you have to do something differently and that's what you did
1: the problem is i've internalized this move so much <laughs> because this is not the first time i've played this character with that move yeah exactly
0: <laughs> cool roll it
1: So I rolled a six plus I have a seven because I have a plus one so that's seven. Do I want to burn some?
2: Becky, you are rolling the worst I've ever known. I like know. You, you normally roll twelves. Just I knew you
1: only roll twelves. Just thinking about it, but no, you need so to have I a can't. Dice. I can't spend three. Can I spend three?
0: I mean, I wouldn't. Not in the middle of a battle.
1: No, I don't think I can spend three.
0: Not when you could just roll again to force him to come with you.
1: Can I? Can I just keep
0: doing that? No, um, you can't
2: roll again. Go on, do it. Please, go on. It's less shotgunny then.
0: You roll a seven, he ignores you. You use force like you said you would. That's true, actually.
1: At that point, I'll just thread the needle, and then I can use my points on that. Just. What?
2: I mean, I am like a needle, so.
1: You will be, because you're going to be have holes in you.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: What are you choosing, Dr. Roy? You have to make the same choice that you just made a moment ago with Commander Buckley. Everyone in in turn is going to call you on your shit and, you, and you're going to cho- choose a different <laughs> thing each time, I assume.
2: So I could openly and un- unequivocally admit
0: that you're right, but still carry on doing what I'm doing. Is that what that yes, means? Yes, that is 100% what that means. It's my favourite choice, apart from call them on their own shit, which is obviously me.
2: Yeah, so I think I, I'm just going to, I think I'm going to go with that, the unequivocally admit you're you're right. I say, so you were saying... You're taking me out of this position. You're putting other people at risk to come and get you, get back on course.
1: Or I will do something to your ship.
2: I say, yes, yes, maybe you should. I agree, you are putting your uh, other pilots at risk. Why are you troubling yourself with me when you could be...
1: I cut the comms, Josh, and I start targeting targeting his engines. Oh, come on, let him, let him right, finish right. his sentence. All right, all right. I gave him a clear ultimatum, and I'm not here to negotiate. Okay, go for it. Sorry, Ed.
2: Why Why do you think I need to be rescued, Emily?
1: I don't. I've been given orders, and I intend to carry them out.
2: Do you ever question the motivation behind those orders?
0: Okay, it sounds like you're about to call her on her shit, but you said you were going to do the other thing.
2: I say, um, yeah, perhaps you're right. Perhaps you are spending time valuable time recovering me when you could be protecting your your squadron from outside attacks. You're following orders, which is interesting, when perhaps you're more of a free thinker than you let on. I know what I'm doing, Emily. Trust me. That's it, that's what I'm gonna say.
1: Okay. Then Emily will respond by saying So do I, Doctor Roy, and then she'll cut the comms and blow out your engines.
0: Tiny engines <laughs> Right.
1: Tiny engines.
0: <laughs> more time has passed, and I'm going to add one to the battle clock and the attrition clock.
3: Just to... I know you know this, Josh, but I can spend hold to stop one of those things happening, and so I may interject at some point with the tactician move to... I'm not yet.
0: But. That was that was a bold assumption you were making there, Nick, that I remember the rules of my own game. <laughs> of, of, of course you do.
3: Of course you do. Yeah, I can
0: spend... But let's I can... face it, it's much more fun to say... But wait! I'm going to spend yeah, my yeah, points sure. to stop you. Than it is for me to anticipate it.
2: Right. Cut to us all having a nice cup of tea on the ship. Going. Okay. Oh, that was difficult. I wasn't I expecting
1: this was a... that to end in the way yeah, it did.
2: Yeah, that was a surprise.
4: <laughs> mm. Now let's never mention it
0: again. Yeah.
2: More custard creams,
0: Loris. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the moment that you activate your targeting thing, or perhaps even, perhaps even. The moment that Dr. Roy makes his, in effect, fuck you speech, the four spore fighters that are flanking him move into a blocking position to try and, well, you can't read their minds, but it's quite clear that they're interfering with your attempts to take out his engines.
1: Then I will blow them out of the way first.
0: Very well. Sounds like you are engaging in battle once more, my friend.
1: I better bloody had to, hadn't I?
0: Well, yeah, because you shoot them, fine. I've rolled it now, so and I rolled a 10. God damn it. You're just doing... Despite what Ed said, I think you're rolling quite well this evening.
2: You suddenly upped your game.
0: Look, we all know in this relationship,
1: Josh rolls trash on 2d6, and I roll well, and that's just the way it is.
0: Do you roll badly on d20s or something like that? I think that's unreasonable. I do quite well on 2d6. It's anything else that I'm bad at, yeah. Yeah. If by well you mean anyway, seven or higher, that's enough.
1: You need know, to add insult to injury, Josh, I'm actually using your dice.
0: That is quite insulting. I agree. Right, go for it. So, tell me, describe how you blow away these these pesky.
1: Did you say there was four of them? There are exactly four of them. How extremely brilliant can I make this, given that it's an eleven, ten? Sorry.
0: I mean, you can choose from the three options and do something uh, cool, cool that fulfil those three options. So.
1: Okay. So. What I would really like to do is to rapidly shoot two of them, but explode them in the way that they take out the other two. And if I can do it and take out Dr. Roy's engines at the same time, since they were blocking my view of his engines, then I would also like to do that. I see that you're shaking your head. That feels harsh.
0: You can can have number one. You can't have number two. Okay, well, I'll have number one then. That's more of a thread the needle, like you said.
1: Okay, cool. So that's what I do.
0: Yeah, you take out two of them and then their exploding corpses take out the other two, leaving your line to Dr. Roy clear, but he is on his way to the tendrils, so you only get one shot at this.
2: I was kind of hoping you'd get into a bit of trouble so then I'd feel repentant and turn back so that you wouldn't endanger yourself, but you just blew through shit
1: out of the walls. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> She's very good at her job. Mm.
0: Do I need to remind you what my call sign is? It's your call sign named after our son Scooter, by the way?
1: He's also on Scooter called Hellcat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I just picked my call sign off the list in the book.
0: All oh, right, Maybe I named it after Scooter. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> scooter.
2: <laughs> Is it, are you calling him back on his own shit? <laughs> I am calling
1: him
0: on his own shit. I don't think we had that Scooter when I put that in the list, so I guess it's just a coincidence. Or you bought the Scooter because you'd read Last Fleet and thought, <gasps> oh, yeah, that reminds me of an awesome game I once played.
1: Can I please take out Dr. Roy's engines without damaging the rest of Dr. Roy? Don't look at me like that, Ed. I like I gave you a really, really clear ultimatum.
2: Roll the dice. I I better have a quick look at the playbooks. Let me have a look at the playbooks.
1: <laughs> What's my rolling up again?
2: Raw. Yeah. Oh fine. <laughs> you know I'm gonna okay. just pick another Scorpio, right?
1: Do you want to just blow on my dice, Ed? <sighs> <sighs> Please miss. please miss, please miss. I rolled a ten. Oh damn it. I, I rolled a nine, but I've got plus one raw, so I rolled a ten.
2: I mean it it would be fine, right? I mean it just
1: I worry sometimes that people will listen to this podcast and go, Becky can't possibly be that lucky, she must be cheating on the dice. And like I honestly swear that I just I'm just lucky.
2: And for the record everybody else, I'm fine if I died there. It would have been great. And <laughs> the leaked the leaked sample would be a new Scorpio somewhere else on another ship.
1: Okay, so shall I read out my 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 move? Now I've successfully made it with knobs on. Thread the needle. When you attempt a feat of skill that others would find impossible, roll raw. On a 10 plus, you do it, and you can give yourself or another character plus one forward to capitalize on it.
2: Are you saying that ruining Dr. Roy's hopes and dreams is what something other people can't achieve? Because I'm pretty sure everyone else is working on that one as well.
1: I'm saying that blowing up your engines without blowing you up is something okay. that somebody else could Just not clarify. achieve in that situation. But I can't decide whether I'm going to give myself the plus one forward because now I've blown out your engines, I still somehow need to manage to get you back to the freaking Hecate.
0: I don't see how you're going to capitalise on this situation, quite honestly. So it may be that you can't make use of that benefit.
1: Then I will give it to sam
0: could i somehow hurtle towards the alexander yeah exactly you like hit him in such a way that he slingshots towards the alexander and collides with that ship
1: can i hit him in such a way that he slingshots back towards the alexander
0: not really no you're too far away it was worth a shot
1: i think i can capitalize on the situation potentially josh so i'm going to give myself the plus one
0: so just describe what happens i'm imagining that dr roy is sent spinning darth vader style but a shiny white satellite Star Trek version. He's not in control of his ship anymore. He's he's dead in the water. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, back at the Hecate, nobody has done anything about this flipping um, uh, cuttlefish ship.
3: I mean, I would like to.
0: <coughs> yeah, what would you like to do?
3: Well, this all depends. If I can bring the Hecate around to blow it out of the sky with our own railguns, then I will. But if I can't do that, then I'm going to have to coordinate. Repelling borders, I imagine.
0: Well, this is the thing. So, I think the rules of the last fleet effectively say big ships are too slow and ponderous to effectively engage with small ships.
3: Yep, I was wondering if this was on the threshold, but no, the fighters are deployed at the Alexander. So, so it's repel borders, I think.
0: You could attempt to call in your fighters to deal with this problem.
3: No, because if we don't, if we don't leave with the fuel then none of this has been worth it. So That's what I said last time we tried this. Cool. Okay fine. Uh well
0: then in that case I think you may have to repel borders. Great.
3: I'm not a Marine.
0: And some of your Marines are quite busy right now, aren't they?
3: Yeah, yeah they are. I mean um we we won't have sent them all over and I and this is a military ship and so the crew are trained to repel borders. So again this is not a I mean this is not ideal, but I think this is a situation we can handle. The question, I guess, is whether it's in a state where Sam leaves the bridge to assist or if Sam stays on the bridge. And if I do stay on the bridge, then, I mean, how does this get get mechanically handled, I guess? The way this
0: will mechanically get handled is twofold. Firstly, it'll just count towards the kind of abstracted attrition that you're building up through the battle clock. And yeah, if attrition, currently attrition's at four, I think. So one more mark of attrition and something bad will happen, and that will give me some fictional permission to do something bad. The other way that it'll get handled is there's somebody else on board your ship that isn't you, who I would quite like to give some screen time to.
3: Let's do that. that. I would like to do that too.
1: (laughs) Cool. Oh my god, I want to see Vega let loose with a bolt pistol. Against the if
0: marauding corax. do not have bolt pistols. Apparently, let loose is a different move to what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Vega, where actually on board the Hecate are you?
4: I think because I got Buckley chucked me out of the bridge. He did. I probably would have just followed protocol. I think at this point. Because I don't want to be anywhere else on the ship while there's an emergency happening. I would have gone to my quarters, put on there's probably some kind of like PPE type stuff, like some kind of breathing apparatus, you know, or something, and maybe like I have like a pistol, like a personal pistol, and just kind of waited there. I think realistically, that's what I would have done.
0: Okay, cool. So I think. What people on the outside of the ship will see is this thing kind of spreads its tendrils and docks with the side of the ship. The tendrils spread out over the surface of the ship, kind of lock on, and then there's a horrible groaning, grinding noise as something, presumably like a mouth or something, is cutting its way through the side of the ship. There's going to be some sort of pitched battle where that happens. And we'll have like a montage of marines shooting horrible squirming things that are coming out of the hole. Marines desperately struggling with squirming things. Some of them being pulled down with horrible pained expressions on their faces. And larger forms coming out of the, the hole hulking, vaguely humanoid, and suddenly surging forward with surprising speed through the fog and sparks and chaos of the battle. But over in Vegas quarters, all is well. We've got nice music playing. (laughs) We've maybe got like a report on Dr. Roy's research open, (laughs) I don't know.
4: Yeah, got some olives. Yeah, just kicking back
0: (laughs) (laughs) and in the background behind vega we can see a vent out of which something Mm. unpleasant is slithering
4: oh lord
0: now i feel like this is maybe a situation where you're probably trying to shake i can't say whether you're trying to shake off or trying to seek out the fact that this thing is here Mm -hmm. we just have a little look at the trigger and the yeah, I don't think seek out's going to make sense mm. because the, the a lot of the results of that move just don't work for this situation. So yeah, yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna call for you to roll to shake off, and in this case, what you're trying to shake off is the fact that you're about to get sneak attacked by this thing. So you're not shaking off the thing itself; you're shaking off the the surprise.
4: Right. Yeah. The ambush. Okay. Oh, Yes.
0: Nice. So I think, I don't know whether it's a sudden movement in your peripheral vision or a noise that you hear through the music, but you, you become aware that something is dropping out of the vent behind you at the right moment. What do you do?
4: Without making any sudden movements, I reach for the pistol, which is nearby. And just mentally work out what needs to happen and in which order. So what I need to do is... <laughs> <things like this. laughs> shoot first, then run for the door as quickly as possible. Preferably whilst still shooting, assuming it's in the same place. Once I've done that, I action my plan. <laughs> so, yeah, aim and fire.
0: Cool. Well, I think since you rolled a strong hit on Shake-Off, do you get some sort of benefit from that as well? Like a plus one forward or something? Yep, you take oh, plus
4: yeah, one forward. I do, yeah. All right.
0: All right, cool. I don't think shooting this thing qualifies as engaging in battle as you're just diving for the door. And I'm not going to make you roll Shake-Off a second time to get out. So I think you do exactly what you just described, but your shot doesn't kill it. So you've had to slam the door with this thing still inside the room. You're out in the corridor. Now that you're out in the corridor, you can hear echoing from a distance away. It's not in the area that you're in. The... (laughs)
1: Like
0: a boarding alarm. And you can hear gunshots and shouting.
4: Sonia is going to go in the opposite direction, surely.
0: I don't know. I mean, you're a journalist, so I never know what you're going to do.
4: <laughs> I'm also very in favour of saving my own ass. <laughs> I think Sonya's aware that there are like weapons caches in the ship because it it just makes sense to just have little secure areas. So I think she's going to make her way to make her way to one of those and tool up a little bit more because this pistol is, you know kind of a a toy in this situation.
0: Yeah, cool. You can go to one of the arms lockers, mm-hmm. get yourself a, a bigger gun, a nice rifle of some kind, maybe even some a little bit of body armour. So you're tooling up, but then what? Yeah,
4: I think she needs she needs to uh, use a communicator to contact the commander. So she calls in to the bridge. Vega to bridge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Does the cops officer play that, or do they... Does it get through to me? I guess is the question I'm asking.
0: I'm going to say it does because it'd be very boring if it didn't. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. It may or may not make sense for that to be the case, but
3: well, yeah. There's just been a confrontation with the reporter anyway. Combs probably doesn't want to get involved in. Mm. It's that fucking reporter again, Captain. <laughs> Please don't make me talk to her. Uh, Vega Buckley, are you all right? Well,
4: no. We've we've been boarded, and we need I need people here now. I'm not safe here, there's gunfire, there's screaming, tell me that there are people left on board that can deal
3: with this. Uh, I think Sam is calm, not least because he expected this, that, that, that we were going to be boarded at some point. So he says, thank you Ms. Vega, we're aware we've been boarded, we are repelling as we speak, why are you not in your quarters?
4: because i was nearly killed in my quarters just now so that's not a safe place to be anymore
3: i think sam probably swipes through the information on the tactical table to see where there are borders and it's immediately clear to him that the brute force foot troops are not at her quarters so something else is going on there and i think i think what he says is yeah just
0: just to be clear vegas quarters are nearby to where the breach happened but not close enough that, like, something from where the breach happened would just stumble in and open her door.
3: Yeah, I think that's very clear. So I think having picked up that information, I can probably also pinpoint where Vega's calling from. Yeah, easily. And so I think I'll say, are you currently safe?
4: Well, yes, I suppose, yeah, I guess so.
3: Okay, hold that position. I'm sending some Marines your way. And I'll turn to, there are probably, you know, half, well maybe three Marines or something, who's, who routinely guard the bridge. And I will just kind of turn and point at two of them, and gesture out the door, and send two Marines to back up Vega. Alright. Vega,
0: from your position, I think you've you've not gone that far down the corridor from where you were, and you've still got line of sight to your own door, albeit at a distance. You can see the door of the quarters opposite to you, and you can see the door open and your neighbor i guess who presumably isn't a pilot or he'd be out there with the other pilots so it's going to be raul maluta comes out of the door but he comes out of the door not standing up but on his back he's being dragged along the floor by something
4: what like so, so is something visible or
0: it's dark you can see there's maybe something there, but you can't see what it is.
4: Oh my god. Oh, that's such a creepy image.
0: He's kind of being dragged like a foot at a time down the corridor away from you.
4: Is he making any noise or groans or anything?
0: No, he's not moving other than to be dragged.
4: Sonia takes a couple of tentative steps forward towards Raoul. Hmm? And then a couple more. Raul? Raul, are you... She looks around a little bit.
0: Are you trying to get close enough to see what's happening here? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. So you'll move down the corridor a bit, um, because obviously he's moving away from you as you're speaking. Mm -hmm. You don't get any answer from him. He's, He's utterly... Like, his body seems stiff to you. And as you get closer, you see this writhing kind of worm-like thing that looks like it's got physical hooks, tendrils, something in him and is pulling him along. It's, it's just methodically working its way down the corridor, dragging his body away from you. It looks very similar to the thing you saw in your room, even though you only glimpsed it.
4: Oh, Oh, does Sonia want to be a hero? Not really. <laughs> Everyone
1: wants to be a hero. Come on, Sonia, now's your time.
4: <laughs> Just go against
0: your
1: your, your nature,
0: <laughs> all your basic instincts.
1: You're going to be a fighter pilot once.
0: Pilots don't have to do this kind of shit.
1: No, we'd like it. we choose to.
2: I was wondering whether the Nexus would have some sort of secret safe house somewhere in the ship. That you can like, tap into. <laughs>
4: They're absolutely packing somewhere, aren't they?
2: If in doubt, go underworld.
4: <laughs> Sonia will raise the rifle. I assume she's got a rifle at this point. Yes. And takes aim at this thing that's dragging Raoul. <sighs> and just takes a, a deep breath and thinks of Emily and fires off a shot.
0: I'm going to say that's engaging in battle. I think that's the best move for this situation. Because this thing can fight back.
4: Mm. Um, plus raw, which is nothing.
0: Better than
4: minus one. Oh, shoot. I can't do anything about that. What would you get? Maybe I can. I got a five. Mm. I can use a pressure.
0: Yeah.
3: I have hold that can be used to support you.
4: Oh, oh I've got a plus one forward as well. Yes, you do. I ah, do
3: have plus one forward. have got
0: plus one yes. forward. Okay, that makes it viable for you, to. Where did you get
2: the plus one forward from?
4: For my awesome earlier... Shake um, it off. Shake
2: yeah. it off. Oh, shake it off.
4: Oh, jeez. combat
0: roll out, out of the room, do, what, don't it? It will put you in thingy, though.
4: Thingy territory.
0: Breaking, breaking point. point. That's the worst. I
2: think there are more bobsleighs. If you want to join me in space, <laughs> <laughs> there's
0: everybody out in their bobsleighs, radioing each other. Go! You shouldn't be doing this. I'm doing uh, this, no, but you shouldn't do it. You
3: shouldn't. I'm going to shoot you. No, I'm going to shoot you first. <laughs> do you want to do that? Because I can help, or you could.
4: What do people think? I'd like to solicit opinion about this because we've had a lot of, with a lot of stuffs going on, and maybe it would be better to save
1: a breaking point i just stave it off for a little bit two sessions or or more's worth of action has spun out of breaking point actions going off so it might be a good idea to save your powder not Mm. least because you might be in another bad situation on your way to safety and you might need to do this then but that said you might not get the benefit of the how long does that plus one forward last basically
0: You'll still get the benefit of plus one forward because, like, the only way Buckley can help is by rolling to support. Fine, okay.
3: Can he spend his hold though? No, so I spend spending my hold allows me to make the support. Move, ah, I see. Even though I'm not, I'm not there, right? It's, I'm, I'm a. It's because I'm a tactician.
1: Doesn't support move get you XP? Y- yeah. Then a hundred percent, you should do that.
3: I mean, I, I'm keen, but I don't want to jump in. and... <laughs> it's up to you, Sue.
4: I would like to not go into breaking point at this point. So, if there's a possibility for help from. You
2: yep. sent some, Nick. some people down, didn't you? So, that'd
3: be a good time. Yeah, to I did her. send some people down.
4: So, narratively, we're, we're golden. Yeah. We you yeah. just have to make the roll now. <laughs> You're
3: just like. Uh, <laughs> and then they just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's it, right? I think there's a couple of Marines sprinting through the ship. It's just a matter of rolling well, Nick, which you've got yeah, a really all, good record of so to far. Do. What am I rolling? Plus warm, plus warm. That's a zero for me. It's going to be fine. Uh, that's a nine. So. Breeze. I think that's good enough, isn't it? Yep. On a seven to nine, hold one and be prepared to be entangled in any fallout from the move. Spend hold two, give you plus one to your move after you roll. So that's what I'll do. So the, I guess this is the moment when the the Marines that I've ordered down turn around the corner. And you're firing, and so they. Well, what do they do? Let's see.
0: So here's the deal: if you're giving a plus one, is that what you're doing? Yeah. Then you get a seven to nine on the engage in battle, mm-hmm. Sonia. And so you need to choose: what are your, what's your hit action, and what are the two things, two bad things that happen, despite your success.
4: So I could drive away the opponent. So I could hit it, but it, you know, it's kind of that surprises it, runs off down the corridor. I think maybe in the process, as the hook-like tendrils of this thing rip out Raoul, I think that might
0: do him some serious damage. So you you're thinking of choosing someone or something something else gets damaged or destroyed. Yes. So you got to choose two of those, though, right? So
4: yeah. And the third one as well, your actions leave you or someone else
0: exposed. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So and what are you choosing for your success? You drive it off?
4: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. I think it would undermine your success if I said that it runs away taking Raoul with it. That would that would suck. But as you say, I think he could be hurt in the process. So it kind of screams at you it kind of opens this tapeworm like mouth to scream at you and then rides off down the corridor leaving Raoul bleeding as you and the two marines kind of pepper the the hall with fire rather than scoring fantastic killer hits you you make the creature's life in that corridor untenable, therefore it evacuates the corridor. However, you've left yourself exposed and the only way I can think of that you would be left exposed in this situation is that that gunfire attracts something else. And as the creature slithers away, the corridor is filled with smoke from nearby explosions and you're watching it disappear into the smoke, breathing heavily. When you see a figure in the smoke, and at first you think, oh, it's more marines have come, and then you get perspective and you realize it's way bigger, it's way bigger than it should be, and you see it take purposeful steps towards you. Thanks for listening to Black Armada Tales. We've been playing Last Fleet by me, Josh Fox. You can find information about Last Fleet and all the rest of our stuff in the show notes. If you like what we do, then we'd really appreciate it if you shared the podcast on social media or gave us a review, preferably a five-star one, as that really helps people to find the podcast. See you next time.
3: To this day, the only role-playing convention I've been to is Dragon Meat. Ah, Revelation, I guess. That doesn't feel like a convention.
1: Oh, on the holiday that we all
3: went on together. Yeah, that's not it. That's hanging out with my mates and role-playing. They used to do a really good
2: one. IndieCon was the one we used to – that's what I used to go with Issa and Simon and mm, my brother. stopped was,
1: doing that, didn't
2: they? It was just a nice size. You didn't feel bad when you just stayed in your own cabin and role-played near it and felt like you were
3: part of the convention.
0: Nick, you've been to Revelation, or did you say that in your – I did
3: say Revelation. It, it It kind of doesn't feel like a – when I think of conventions, I think of – lots of people in sweaty sheds
0: okay so that's there's only limited number in that case in in britain
3: Mm. well there aren't role-playing conventions of that scale in in australia they're all toy soldiers occasionally board games
0: i much prefer the ones that are just play and that don't have the trade element i go to the trade element ones because obviously we're traders it's what you do but as a punter i don't really want to like i don't like shopping basically so it's like Somebody crammed all the shops into one big giant space full of people, and I hate shops. So why would I want that?
3: <laughs> at least they're your kind of shop.
0: Yeah, I do like to look around, but I never really
2: buy anything because you can get it when you want it. The internet exists.
3: There's a thing
0: that people do when they walk past your store. I've started noticing it now. There's like a thing where they're like they're facing at right angles to your stall, right? But they're turning their head. So like a 45 degree angle towards your stall. And then their eyes, just they look at you out the corner of the eye because they don't really want you to, they don't want you to talk to them. They definitely won't, don't want you to say sort of, oh, you're welcome. Would you like to look at our wares? Mm-hmm. They just want to have a little glance at it just in case it's something they want. And they're moving. It's like, um, you know, robber necking on the motorway. they are kind of, they're walking along and then they slow down just a little bit as they're going past the stall using the peripheral vision. Don't see anything I quite like. Carry on moving. How do you encourage them to actually look at the, the material and decide? You can't, because if, if you, like, I find that if you approach people, it's a little bit like a gazelle, right? Like, they will, they'll go bounding off. So, like, you have to wait until they're fully engaged and it's clear that they're genuinely interested before you start the conversation. Otherwise, they bound off and then that's
1: that. See, yeah. I'm bad because I'm quite chatty.
0: Fishing for gazelles. And I'll start basically. conversations
1: with people. And if somebody, like, if somebody... It even touches a product, I'm like, "Hi, how are you? Can I help you? I can tell you about any of these things. My name's Becky."
0: You're less threatening than I am, though, because you're
1: a because I'm wearing dungarees and like a children's TV. <laughs> they see
0: me, they see me, and they <laughs> think,
1: "Oh fuck, predator, run!"
2: Is that like, because of the pred- predator helmet you wear?
3: Try an Australian accent; it helps.
1: Yeah, I find Australian good. I, Cobber, completely disarming. <laughs> <laughs> Like in every single universe, the sight of a man like Steve Irwin would have me absolutely <laughs> terrified. But the second he opens his mouth, oh mate, like, every mm. bone in my body just relaxes.
2: You've what? not watched a lot. You've not watched a lot of true <sighs> Australian true crime, then because
0: no, I haven't, and I don't. Maybe you're right, Nick. Maybe you should come and man our stall for us, and you can just go, oh mate, that's my favourite. Hey, we should we should talk. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a small herd of Australians. Mm. I love Australian accents.
3: Well, I did, Rowan, Rook, and Deckard have hired Jane, right? So yeah, they've snapped one up. Oh,
0: is Jane Australian? I well, I guess I must know that since I've role played with Jane. But um, yeah, she's nosy. Melbourne.
3: I don't
0: remember any accent?
2: Are you saying that every cool. group has to contain an Australian now?
3: I'm saying it just makes good business sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: And before you know it, there'll be little barbecues on the end of every stall selling oh. your democracy sausage and your <laughs> role playing sausage.
3: I mean you can see why this is a great idea already, okay?
0: I love it. I love does it. What does a role
2: playing sausage look like? I don't know.
3: Tasty, Ed.
1: It looks tasty.
2: Polyhedral. <laughs> Gnarled. <laughs> orcish. An orcish sausage. It's a
0: six sided <laughs>
2: sausage. Six sided Yeah, that's it. It's it's different number of side sausages. It's, a it's like those sausage.
0: cylindrical dice that you can roll but with meat mm. inside. Possibly my least favorite phrase with
3: meat inside.
0: <laughs> meat inside. <laughs>